Hey girls, and welcome back to another episode of the Bougie Black Girls Podcast. We have here today Renee Rose, who y'all know so well from our last episode, and my closest friend from work, Chris, is with me as hey. well. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the body. The body? The body. <laughs> what kind of body? Your body, my body, her body, all our bodies, sis, <laughs> our bodies, everybody's body, your body. <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready. All right, so simple. It's a real simple topic today. Let's talk about body insecurities, first of all. So I don't know about y'all, but I definitely had body insecurities when I was growing up. Being that I was very small, very slim, um, which I guess was something that was positive to a lot of people. But to me, it felt like I was too skinny to fit in. A lot of the girls that I grew up around were like very shapely, hence to Jigga. What's that? <laughs> very shapely, very beautiful bodies, and I was just super skinny. And it was just like, yo, wow, I'm so skinny, but I want some boobs, I want some butt, like. Right, so I have the distinct honor of being fat at 12, you losing weight, fat. losing weight and being really fine throughout the rest of high school, couple years in college, and then just going all downhill from there. And what I've learned, <laughs> from the body transformations is that a lot of, let me just throw it out there. Mm -hmm. I still get talked to whether I'm skinny or I'm fat. I know. Hell yeah. So I've never had an issue with, Oh my God, I absolutely have to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Every time I've ever tried to do like some type of diet, it was because I knew that I was being unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm starting another diet regimen now that I've lost, I didn't lose it. I quit my job. So, mm -hmm. You know, given that time to better myself, not just, not just with the weight, but with the health overall, you know, removing certain things out of my diet. Right. So like when I got older, I never, first of all, when I was younger, I never dieted. If anything, I binge ate, like I ate all the bread, all the carbs in sight trying mm -hmm. to gain weight. So never worked, by the way. Let me let you um, younger women out here know. If you are young and you have a high metabolism, ain't nothing you could do about it, sis. You can eat all the food in the world. That metabolism is going to attack it and you're going to be small. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell you otherwise. But literally, I used to go through a whole thing of bread. <laughs> like, Same. I would eat all the bread. You would eat all the bread? I still eat all the bread. But still. In your 30s, it doesn't go away as fast yeah. as it and used to. And then you learn your lesson that mm -hmm. you can't eat all the fucking bread. <laughs> Then you find yourself going, I would really like a sandwich and there's no bread. Anywho, so, um, yeah. Well, Chris, you're banging and you have a kid. So That's, what are you talk talking about? about? Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not what you think it is. It's, it's definitely like, it's my own journey. I was a hundred pounds through my entire life. I got pregnant at 23 and had my son at 24 and my body was still so young and athletic that it snapped right back day after birth. But I got so cocky and confident in my weight loss and my ability to snap back that I kept my same diet rituals. And that is something that you don't do, regardless if you have a kid or not, as you get older. I'm 31 now. And all of this time that I've continued to eat the same way I had ate in my teen years throughout college, it catches up. So at 30, I start realizing, like, wow, like, if I eat like how I ate before, it, it just it sticks. It doesn't go anywhere. And it's sticking in places where... I don't necessarily want it to stick. So I think that, especially since I don't work out as much, I think what I've done is mastered sucking in certain places. <laughs> this is real talk, though, because how many women put on a dress and, like, you can see certain areas bulging, but you like, forget it. I know that I can look good in this dress if I kind of, like... See, but that's the beauty of being slim, though. Like, we mastered sucking in. I've mastered sucking in because when I was younger, the only place that I did gain weight was my stomach. Never gained weight anywhere else, so... I learned how to suck it in. You would look like one of those men in black alien worms. Oh, Lord. Walking around. Now that you mention it, now that it's front of mind. Yes, I agree. But <laughs> <laughs> when you're a little bit porkly like myself, you know, what is sucking in? That's, that's And that's what I was about to lead yeah. to. So for, got, for gotta, people that are yeah. on the slimmer side, you can do that. Mm -hmm. But at some point, which is the point that I'm starting to hit. No, girl. I disagree because look at Instagram. You have people way 
that make you look like a stick figure that are out here knowing their angles. No, I know. Well, that's what I'm like saying. You... I'm saying when I was younger, I learned that I could suck it in and I would literally, I could literally suck it in and look like I had a six pack. That's what I'm saying. But, but now what I'm learning is if you don't put in the work to diet and, you know, work out even a, a little bit, you can't suck it in but so much. You're right. And that's the point that I'm learning. Like I've gotten to this place where I'm 25, about to be 25. Metabolism is leaving me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I am gaining weight. I'm putting on weight quicker than I can know how to lose it. And sucking it in just doesn't quite, I mean, I could get that glass figure from sucking it in. Now, if I suck it in, if I hit the angle right in the picture, I might look good. Right. But sucking it in in real life, it ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> I've just, I'm, what I, and I just got off the phone with somebody and said this. I've learned that, you know, outside of obviously when I was skinny, guys wanted me. When I'm thick, guys want me. And if I gained about 40 more pounds, yes, I would still girl. be desirable. Exactly. And another thing I've learned is that if I complain and complain and complain and don't do nothing about it, it's the most pointless. It's, the, it's a waste of breath mm-hmm. to keep complaining about, oh, I want to lose weight. Oh, I want to look like this. And don't get me wrong. Shorty trying to, she trying to snap back. Okay. She trying to snap back, but I'm also happy with who I am. And I've had to learn, okay, you've got to be happy because nobody made you this way. Exactly. Nobody got you to this point except for yourself. Exactly. So especially with body, and I know people who have um, just always been big, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what they did, what exercise they worked out, they, you know, they can run laps through, you know, everybody in the room, but they just always been stocky, mm-hmm. you know, so Body is basically now. you gotta just learn to love what you got when you got it mm-hmm. and embrace it. And as long as you're happy and healthy, mm-hmm. that should be all that matters. Which is basically what I was bringing this topic up for is that I've I no longer have the body that I had in high school that I hated so much. But I I appreciate that body that I had in high school now, and I see now that as I gain weight, I'm like yo. Women. Right. (laughs) Women. What do you want to eat? I don't know. (laughs) What size do you want to be? I don't know. So that's how I I just feel like you just got to appreciate where you are Mm -hmm. and what you are when you are there. Yeah. And that's basically my point. You know, I I caught myself the other day thinking, oh, I don't want to take pictures. Okay. And you know me. Mm Mm-hmm. I love to be the center of everything. Everything. And I was like, oh, I don't want to take pictures of that. And I was like, wait, who am who I? Are exactly. Who is this? Y'all gotta show you this picture of my new me and my new beau. Cause like I said, wherever <laughs> I am in the weight class, baby, baby, <laughs> you hear me? I will put. I told him the other day, God damn, I can't lose. <laughs> I can't lose. What are, what are we talking about? Rolling seven. Here we are. <laughs> You think I'm gonna just lay down and die? First of all, I remember one day looking in the mirror and because actually an old friend said something to me about my boobs, and I was always like self conscious about my boobs because they're so small. And one day I looked in the mirror and I was just like, I wish I had big. I know. Sorry, I saw the picture, guys. That's cute. But I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, Oh my god, like my boobs are so small. Like, what's wrong with me? I need to do better. And then I immediately was like. Exactly. Who are you? The whole this whole thing that you just went through. I had that moment with myself in the bathroom mirror. Like, first of all, you've always thought you was the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when have you not been the shit? Mm-hmm. And and at what point did looking at your boobs and seeing at them small that they were small suddenly make you not the shit? Yeah. <laughs> How? Mm-hmm. What? Who? Exactly. Who are you? And now I look at myself and I'm like, the shit. And you know what? The best moment I've ever had. I apologize, baby, but I'm about to tell this story. When me and my boyfriend first had a sexual encounter and I took my shirt off in front of him and his eyes glowed like I've never seen. (laughs) That man literally looked at my, he was like, those are your boobs? Those are perfect. And I... (laughs) Y'all, he doesn't even understand how, like, that made me feel like the best person in the world. Because that's the only part of me that I was self-conscious about. And for somebody to literally, like, melt at the sight of them damn near, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I am the shit. Mm -hmm. My thing is my ears. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Like, guys, when they rub on your ear. Don't touch my ear. be like, (laughs) don't touch my my ear. Or, like, do the chin thing because, you know, I'm starting to develop no you know no 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 the, no, the no. second chin it's I'm like, don't fine. touch me but why not don't and you know what else i hate 
when I say, oh, I'm going to lose weight, and then somebody be like, oh, you're beautiful. And I got to be like, I didn't say I wasn't beautiful. I didn't say I wasn't. You know, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't say that. What I said was, I you know, some weight. 15 pounds lighter me would be happier. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <sighs> Get it. Feels it. Oh, what was your question? Yes, the question. Have y'all ever met someone way bigger that was finer than some of the people who compared their about. bodies together? Let yes. me tell you this Because <laughs> confidence can carry Confidence someone. can carry. So I was dating this guy who I thought at the time was all that I was good enough for. He had hazel eyes. Bullshit. He was a, a good 350 on a light day. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. He was big. On a light day. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> to paint a better picture for the viewers that are just listening. Okay? <laughs> Sleep apnea. The... <sighs> you know what I'm saying? With every other word. You know, kind of a dum dum dum. You know when you walk, <laughs> just to point it out. You know what I'm saying? But he made me feel good, and he was fine. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and he did look better than most people in shape, mm-hmm. and he still won shit. Right. So Cause I guess cause I, my point is, the point is for the viewers, no matter what you look like. It's all about how you feel and your personality. Mm-hmm. Because you can be the prettiest person on the planet and still have an ain't shit attitude. Facts. And the whole point about talking about bodies here today is the fact that we all sitting here come in different shapes and sizes and every single one of us are the shit, okay? And that's my point. I brought the two people here that I felt are the shit. They, you guys are for real, and you guys all have different background stories when it comes to body. And y'all are the two most confident people I know, besides myself, bitch, because I am the shit. Okay, mm, that's super sweet. I'm gonna cry. Don't cry. That was really that is sweet. really nice. And Don't confidence, cry. you know, <laughs> confidence is a practice too. Like it, it's yeah. not just mm-hmm. like you either have it or you don't. Because I know for me, it takes a lot of practice inside of pretending and faking it till I make it, and and you will eventually make it. Practicing you do make confidence because I know sometimes I get around people, I'm like, wow, their body is this, or like, geez, like this person looks so perfect, or anything, and I start to compare myself, and it kind of can make me feel a little down. But then I remember that you're the shit. I'm the shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You like, Take home of the day, guys. Like you, you were said the shit. before, there's no loss. I don't have. I'm counting. Like there's no. I'm not taking any losses out here. Yeah. And you never know what someone's real story is or how they feel about their own body, which is something we were talking about before. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was thinking about when we went to Cancun, and remember how we were all just like sitting around, just talking about all the stuff that we didn't like about our bodies. We were sitting there and we were putting on bathing suits, and you were just like, I don't know, like I have big nipples, and I was like, well, I have small nipples. <laughs> Yeah. Mine's are too small. Mine's are too big. I'm too big. I'm too tall. I'm too short. It mm-hmm. was just, I think that that was like a, it was a cool moment to just have a safe place to talk about what you dislike about yourself. But I think that what needs to change in young women's culture is just saying more positive things about ourselves in public. Mm-hmm. Like instead of saying, oh, I'm insecure about this or that, which is fine to admit, but I think it's okay to just be like, you know, I really like my body. You know, right. what I like about my body is, Dot, dot, dot. Like, right. And without it coming off as, oh, you're just trying to show off. Like, I think that we have too much of that within our culture. It's just like, oh, if someone comes up to you saying something confident about themselves, they're a show off or they're bougie. Or, and first of all, this is the bougie black girls. I am bougie. Kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah. And to bring that the example, like to give an example to what you just said, um, I work with two young ladies both uh, different um, races than myself and of each other. And one is fasting and the other one eats like yogurt for lunch. And they'll be like, oh my God, Julie, what are you eating? I'll be like, whatever I brought. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're fasting, that's cool. I love you. I love your walk. I love your path. Mm-hmm. You, you want to eat yogurt with a little bit of cream, whatever it is. I don't know. I hate yogurt. <laughs> you do that, mm-hmm. you know? And I had to express them the same thing I said to y'all. I like who I am. And I like what I and I'm not going to starve myself to get to an unrealistic expectation exactly. because even I have a friend now, you know, she lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, kind of binge of like, oh, I got to lose, you know, lose weight more. And then, you know, get into this crash diet, get into this um, workout plan, get into some type of CrossFit membership for eight weeks. And yeah, you see the results, but those results aren't permanent. So you are continuously working for this unrealistic goal mm-hmm. because that that crash diet, that fad exercise, you're starving plan, yourself. Yeah, 
And of really, course. you're doing more harm than you're doing good. Because when you starve yourself, your body wants to hold on to every little bit Everything. of... Everything. Yeah, you shouldn't... That's not healthy. I mean, not saying that I don't do it. Because we definitely... Me and Chrissy have just definitely had a whole conversation about... About, yeah. <laughs> about, like, certain maybe not so healthy diets. Yeah. But I think we have to, like... We have to stay on the course of what... Like, if it's your own body and you mm-hmm. choose to work out to your death, Mm-hmm. Every single day, seriously, then that's your. That's nobody your can tell you that that weight goal is exactly. unrealistic for you if it makes you happy. But at the same time, we can look at certain things and be like, I don't, I don't get it personally. I don't mm-hmm. want to eat the yogurt. But that's but. what I feel like we need to do more of. Like if someone says, Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Okay, that's great. Right. I'm proud and I'll of you. support you. Whatever you yeah, want to do, just I will don't force you. me to do it. Right. And don't force me to right. believe that. If I do it, I'll get some sort of result. No, yeah. I and do what I want to do. that story, I had to tell the young lady, you know, that was um, fasting. I was like, you're beautiful and you're super dope. And she was like, oh, well, sometimes I don't feel that way. Yeah. As I scarf my mouth with whatever burger and fries I yeah. want to eat. <laughs> yeah. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if me not doing the same thing that you're doing makes me feel still the same way, still perfect then you doing everything that you want to do should make you feel 18, 30 times better than I would feel on any day. Okay, so I have another question for the group. How do you feel when another woman gives you a body compliment? Like if somebody walked up to you and was like, oh girl, your ass is banging, you look cute, look at you in the outfit, da 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 How does that make you feel? I love it. I love, I love it, it too. I love it, especially when it's black women, because I feel like we size each other up so much without knowing each other. So I try to be that person that gives compliments, but I love it. It actually sticks with me. More than if a man to me. Yeah. Yes. Like, I remember a woman's compliment more, because a woman is going to, if she goes out her way to compliment you, it's like, because she was actually looking and like, okay, this, she's not trying to get in my pants. Well, I was just going to, that's what I was You know what I mean? To. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I find myself being more of the complimenter because I always, I don't know, I have this, this yeah, I have a considerate mindset and I always say, oh, I like this about somebody because you never know, you know, how that person was feeling before. I love how you compliment too. You're like, oh, hey friend, I love that. (laughs) It's okay, black women and compliments is everything. Everything. Like we're the only one can do like two word compliments. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, polka dot. Like (laughs) I saw that. I'll see, I'll see like my neighbors and stuff working out. I feel like, yes, queen, get it right. And everybody knows what that yes, whatever is. Like, you know, that's a compliment off GP. You know, like if somebody goes like, yes, bit, yes, queen, yes, friend. I love hearing that. Thank you. I I love it. Give me more. I don't know what this is about, but I, I, I'll take it. I assume that it's for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But the reason I said it is because there is a very large number of women out here that think that that means, oh, she's trying to get with me. She likes me. She's mm-hmm. trying to get my pants. And I hate that I in the too. same way. I absolutely hate that. Like, sometimes we just give platonic compliments. Yeah. Like, what if I just want to be nice? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why a lot of women might hold back because of the the fear of coming off as gay or coming off as attracted to that person it's just so whack like it's really whack it, it makes no sense like you shouldn't just take a compliment like we really do need to learn how to take the compliment sometimes right. like, and move on that's another thing i have a pet peeve about is people that don't know how to take the compliment like <laughs> you're beautiful no i'm not okay i am one of those people that doesn't know how to take a compliment and i am working on it please but someone can be like your body is amazing, and my initial reaction is to go to no, it's not like it's I not like this that, or like that I... like I have braces on, and people will say like that was completely unnecessary. You have pretty teeth, and I'm like absolutely not. Or your hair looks really <laughs> yeah, cute you today. Like argued no me, way, my hair is a mess. You argued me down mm-hmm. when you told me you were getting braces. I was like, yeah. you don't need braces, no, yeah. because I have gaps between my teeth. I'm just uncomfortable with it, and I need to get this. And I yeah. need to get. I was like, okay. I, I critique myself <laughs> really hard, and I don't think I have the same. I don't have the same lens other people have on me, but I still don't. I don't think I'm ugly by any means. I don't think that I'm missing anything in life, but I just always see myself a certain way. It doesn't have anything to do with society standards, though, just to clear that up. Like, I'm not trying to look like someone I'm not, and I'm not, like, going after things, and I've actually separated myself from social so that I don't get those complexes. But at the same time, I see myself a certain way, and so, like, I'm always, like, this is – I don't see the same thing. 
So I don't know how I can work on that, but I don't take compliments very well. People, someone's like, oh, get in this picture. I'm like, no, girl, not today. And it's like, I thought about the other day. I'm like, it's actually never a day that I really want to get in a picture. But there's <laughs> never a day that you look bad in a picture. That's my point. Like, it doesn't matter. I swear. I do <laughs> not, feel like that. That's not the case, but okay. Girl, y'all know I will get in front of a camera looking like who did it, why, who shot John, and how. Like, I... Don't care. It doesn't now, even matter because the viewers are going to see Chris and they're going to be like, okay, this girl is clearly smoking crack. Right. Um, because You know how many people have seen her picture and right. they're like, oh my God, that's She's her. pretty, oh right? God. Like, Swear to God. I get it. We all have our, our thing, like our quirk. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I do. But um, you're pretty as hell. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you're so sweet. But you I know how many people that, that I tell that how old you are and they're like, nah. <laughs> Anyway, on, on Wednesday did she turn back? How old is her son? Her son's how old? No way. No, no, you're lying to me. And I'm like, yeah, swear to God, like, swear. People think you're younger than me. No, swear. No, girl. I'm still stuck at what you just <laughs> said. Like, I was like, wait, what? It sounds a lot, but it's it's real. Like, it's a lot to share. You know, like it's not something that you just sit down next to someone and start mm-hmm. saying to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just to be open in the conversation, it's real. Like, you people out here, and you're like, gosh, she's really pretty. And then like, you do like, it's like, dang, like. Everybody. I wish my hair, I wish my curl pattern was like that. And that's my point. And it's like, ugh, like I can't get my hair to be, your hair is gorgeous. I can't get my hair to be like that. And they're like, your hair is beautiful. It's like, no, my hair doesn't do what I want it to do. Yeah. Like, you know what I and mean? And you know, to put, <laughs> things in, so... put, to put things in perspective for the audience that don't know what Chrissy looks like, she... Oh, I'm like, what does Chrissy look like? I mean, like, for your hair, she has a very, very soft hair texture that a lot of people in society would look at and say, that's beautiful hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has that hair texture. So it's very funny to hear her say something even about her hair because it's kind of weird. It's weird. It's uncomfortable for people that have a very thick. Because my hair nappy. I wish my hair looked like yours. Whose? Hers. Oh, I was about to say. (laughs) Not yours. No. <laughs> no, but um, so we even the same texture, baby. And I'm about to say, even socially, <laughs> even socially, we all have this a similar background. That's another thing that makes us all beautiful. We are all West Indian. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we all exactly. We all have yeah. Barbados, big ass, blocker, 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 blocker. 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 <laughs> um, so we all have a similar background culturally, mm-hmm. and we still all have three completely different hair textures. Mm-hmm. And that I don't know about, I don't know about Renee, but. For me, that haunted me. I already know about you, but for me, that bothered me too, not having a specific hair texture because you've never seen my mom's hair wet, but Lord, it's pretty, okay? <laughs> it's pretty. It makes me jealous. So you got your daddy hair. I don't got my daddy. I got my grandma's hair, textbook. We have the same hair. She even knows it. But but it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I've learned to appreciate it now, but there were that, you know, all through high school, I had my hair pressed. My hair presses very well. Mm-hmm. It was not very nice natural Mm -hmm. and that's where I got that experience to chop it all off and embrace my natural hair and learn my curl texture and because I didn't know it so it's just really funny to hear you comment about your hair and how you wish it did other things so I even remember you telling you telling me things about my hair now that I think about Mm -hmm. it where you're like oh my hair doesn't do that Mm -hmm. and I'm like but your hair do all this other stuff. Like, what you mean? Right. Look at the other 40 <laughs> like, flavors of like, hair that you have like, right. access to. I can't do none of that stuff. So and is your hair naturally straight like that? It's not straight at all. Mm-hmm. It's extremely curly. So I just put conditioner and put it back and just put it, you know, so it looks like like that. If it straightens, Can you straighten. put conditioner in your hair? And pull and it back that? No, no. I'll be, be in there for 35 minutes Girl, with a brush. You want to know how long it took me to put my hair in a top ponytail <laughs> when it was out, <laughs> when it was natural? <laughs> I'd be in the bathroom like slick gel. It's so different gel. though, I guess like, because it's not, I'm I'm completely being genuine, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, sometimes I'm like, that is really dope like that your hair will lock up my hair won't lock up. Like yeah, my hair you would won't have even to stay in a braid it. for real. Like mm-hmm. it's it turns it's, into a mess. Oh wow! And and, so, and like, you know what? Remember how we I had me and her had a whole bonding moment about like how your hair is in braids right now, mm-hmm. right? You've had your hair in braids for a while. I couldn't wear my hair in braids longer than a week. Girl, they would slide you know out. How, you know how much of a mess I would look like if I had these after a week on my head. After a week, that's where me and her bond because my hair is in the middle. Like my hair is in the middle of y'all's hair. We can literally pull braids. I can get my hair done today, and tomorrow I will be able to pull every braid out. It'll just slide. If I get my hair wet, it'll just slide right out. It looks a mess. Like, mm-hmm. like, 
And so I always value thicker hair that can get their hair braided like that and they don't have no issue. But at the same time, I remember telling Chrissy, Chrissy, when my hair would lock, when I started locking it, it felt like that's just what my hair wanted to do. That was the one thing that my hair was just like, oh, I'm with that. (laughs) I'm so with that. But I would never have thought that, like, that's something that your hair might have an issue. It's so, it's interesting talking about it. Cause yeah. like, and I appreciate you ladies being so sweet with me, but like, it's a lot, life you've, you've had, we've all had different experiences in different stages of how we look and like, and our hair and everything mm-hmm. else. But it's nice to have like this natural, like being natural is more socially accepted at this time. Like little girls have bonnets on when we were mm-hmm. little, we didn't have bonnets for our hair to keep our curls mm-hmm. intact. As a matter of fact, I remember having this long, like, wayside hair that was curly, and I felt like I was so out of place because everybody had perms. And I was like, I want to get one, too, because my hair is just big, mm-hmm. and it just looks a mess. And I would cry to my mom until she finally broke down and took me to get a perm. And so then I had this straight, limp, lifeless, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, hair. And it was beautiful the first few days, but, like, you're a kid, you're running around, and it's a mess. And mm-hmm. it completely destroyed the texture of my hair, but I felt beautiful when I had my hair permed. Yeah. Because I was like, this is what everyone looks like. And I looked out of place. But at this point in time, your daughters are running around with these big curls. And it's like, I it's love beautiful. your hair. White people love it. Love it. White yeah. people are like, your hair is beautiful. Girl, like, at they the can't get enough door, of it now. Can I touch it? And I think that's gorgeous. Do you let people touch your hair? I let people touch my hair. I'm one of those. I'm I'm probably getting a notch down on my, you know, black scale. Because I'm one of those people that will bend my whole neck over. I touch it. So. I don't think it's a notch down. If it's natural, you're not worried about anybody messing mm-hmm. it up. I mean, yeah, touching it can mess it up, though. Like, if, like when my hair was loose natural, mm-hmm. I took a long time putting gel through it, making sure the curls stay okay, that way. Gotcha. So if you touch it, it can mess it up, yes. Okay. But I also don't really care. Because I feel like there's too big of a gap between their culture and our culture. There's too much misunderstanding like, even now, I could be a, resistant to a touch. Right. Touch I it. I agree. Touch it. Figure out what it feels like. Because you think that my hair feels like Brillo. And it yeah, doesn't. I hate that, though. I hate when they comment. Just touch it. Don't say nothing. Just touch. I don't oh, mind. It feels like wool. Bitch, I've never touched Don't that. just touch. <laughs> now, that's a lamb. But let me get me. Let I've me clear never up. touched any animal in that family. How let me, dare Let me you? clear up. I don't like when people just touch my hair. I like when you ask, can I touch it? And I will let you touch it. But don't just reach into my head. Because that's. You violated my personal space. Right, the proximity issue. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you ask to touch my hair, I'm all for it because everybody's hair does not feel the same. There are a lot of wonderful Caucasian people out here <laughs> that have never touched black hair. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it feels like. They don't know what it looks like up close. I'm going to be that person that's like, yeah, go for it, sis. Touch it because mm-hmm. you don't know. I agree that education is very important, but I also... I'm a little resistant because I feel like your first experience with a black person shouldn't be with me because I'm going to give you the worst experience. How so? Okay. Because I don't feel like I'm the one that should be teaching you. Mm -hmm. I am not a Nelson Mandela. I'm not a Martin Luther King. I'm not a Malcolm X. You're not a parent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not your parent. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of white people, their first experience with black people are in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Their first experience is usually in college. If they go to college and they experience that with somebody or they mm-hmm. even have a roommate that's black. Mm-hmm. But typically, they don't venture out of their own social circle until they have to. Yeah. I.e. work or college, a classroom or something like that. Right. The, the only time I've ever had somebody ask me to touch my hair is when I was at work or I was um, in class. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will agree that in your profession, it would be very unprofessional to ask that question. First of all, don't touch me. Because mm-hmm. don't touch me in your profession. But in our profession... Don't touch me too. Don't touch me. <laughs> Agreeable. Don't just touch me. Do not just touch me. I will I will give you hell if you just touch me. But we do kind of have to put on a persona for... Keep up appearances. We have to I keep say. up an appearance and we have to put on... Almost like putting on this grand show mm-hmm. that, that this aircraft is the best aircraft and this is the best airline and fly with us and we want to bring you in and that's our job mm-hmm. you know so it is kind of part of the job to make people feel close to you and to finish i don't mind being the 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 person if you will the martyr in the situation if you will of the first black experience but it also begs 
to ask, like, you didn't have any other black people in your life before you interacted with me? Yeah, but it, it could be true. It could be true. That's unacceptable because I. It is. How many interactions have you had with white people? We had yeah, white friends had, in high school. I was about to say, you, I've had you see a them shit time. So a lot of <laughs> yeah. black people. One of my closest friends is white. Shout out to SQ. A lot of. Oh, yo, Brandon. SQ. I see hey, his black girlfriend. I see you, boo. Hey, look. Hey, bestie. I see how you doing. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we brought that up. Yeah. She cute. She cute and she cool. Yeah. I hung out with her. She ain't bad. <laughs> I had a whole day with her. She was pretty cool to me. I don't know. But a lot of black people can say, oh, I'm, I know a white person that I'm close with. Mm-hmm. But a lot of white people, I don't think, of course they say, oh, I got a, a black best friend. You know, yeah, you do. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But they probably don't hang out with you mm-hmm. the way you think that you should. Because there's no reason why we should interact the first time the mm-hmm. way we do. Right. If you had experience of a black person, I think the black experience is really important mm-hmm. not only with hair mm-hmm. but with body mm-hmm. and with eating habits mm-hmm. and with we're gonna segue off people. of this topic <laughs> and we're gonna create a new topic within this sunday brunch session we're gonna talk about relationships for a quick second swap topics for a quick second and um for now we're gonna leave you guys with just love your bodies like seriously just love your bodies where you are because your body is on an ever-changing scale, and honestly, <laughs> the minute you the minute you change one thing, something else is gonna change, and your body is just gonna just keep moving. So just love it, just love every second of it and every piece of it, and that's all I got for y'all for Sunday brunch. What about you, Renee? Um, yeah, I agree. But to all your viewers out there, we have a question, and um, feel free to tweet us and like us and instagram us and ask us questions what do you think what was your biggest quirk growing up what was your biggest body pet peeve growing yes. up and how drastically has it changed now that you're a little bit older yeah and also tell us a story about you know a time where maybe you had a revelation about your body like my story you know tell us tell us a story in comments or or uh, send a direct message. I would love to talk about it on the next pod um, for our next Sunday brunch. But for now, we're going to go ahead and segue. So for today's social circle, we're just talking about relationships. Um, I know that it's not a social topic on the internet as like in specific, but there has been a lot of social media conversations about relationships with other people, sexual activities with other people. And so today, I just want us to talk about our personal experiences with relationships. And by relationships, I mean any and all forms of relationships. So boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, all of the above. Well, Renee Rosé here. Mm. (laughs) Hey, Renee. I have found out that they all come back. Girl. You may not know when. It may be you random. You may not know it when. May you may be, not know why. <laughs> uh, Instagram DM. It mm-hmm. may be a Facebook follow. It may, it may be, be a comment on your, <laughs> on your, on a post. But they always come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they always come back. I know why they coming back. I know why they coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you come back. <laughs> come back, bring your ass over here. <laughs> well, what do you want? True. Exactly. It's and true. being we in a are. healthy, I don't call it a relationship. I call it dating. Mm-hmm. Being in a healthy dating ship. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that don't don't be ashamed of that because, like I said, they come in all shapes and sizes. I say that I'm in a relationship sometimes, but really, I consider my situation to be a partnership. More than a relationship. You sound like Bow Wow. Relationship and partnership are the same thing. They are not the same thing. You remember that uh, Instagram right. thing where he was like, I don't want a relationship. I, I want a want bond. Right. I'm going to be close. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody to come home to. Somebody to No, no, no. It's a relationship. Bow Wow's definition of a relationship was most definitely a relationship. But the definition of a relationship to the definition of a partnership are different. Partnership, when you consider business, think about partnership as business. Even in business, because I'm in marketing, a partnership is a relationship and you have to cultivate that partnership and you have to do, you almost have to do everything except for sex in a business partnership 
than in a relationship. Hmm, I, so, have, I have to check up on my clients mm-hmm. because we are in a partnership. I have to make sure that they have everything that they need so that they can be successful and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So what I mean is relationship is the umbrella. <clears throat> relationship is the umbrella. And there are different forms of relationships. I think that opposed to... So you're saying dating situation. What do you? What did you say? Dating it's a ship. Dating ship. It's a dating ship, but it's it still falls ship. under a relationship. So yeah, basically, I, I don't she take away want, from. She doesn't want a salad. She just wants the lettuce, the tomatoes. <laughs> 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 so she's gonna argue no me salad. down about the same thing, baby. Maybe. A relationship and a partnership are I'll do the that. same thing. I'll do that. I'll do they that. They are. But I do feel like I feel like when people say relationship, they expect certain rules and certain like standards due to the society's definition of a relationship. Mm. I've never in my life made the decision to be in a relationship or a situationship or a, a ship call a ship with anybody based on society's standards. It's yeah. always been a conscientious Consci- step for me. For me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to when it comes yeah. to me and somebody else, I'm not worried about what Kylie Jenner and but, them are doing. But the reality is, a lot of people, and and especially for me, about to sell myself out, I don't even care anymore. Especially for me, being that I am so out of the box culturally, mm. I do things completely different than a lot of people would do. For me, it is difficult to say I'm going to get in this relationship and follow all the rules. For me, my rules are so different than an, another person's rules for a relationship, which makes it difficult to even word it like that. You know, I do things so ass backwards, really. I do. Okay, to switch gears to Chris, because I feel like me and her have the same similar yes. definition of a relationship, yeah. if I could just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are dating somebody, are you worried about what somebody else is going to think. It's very interesting. Not family. Not family. I'm I'm very I'm a grown ass woman. So mm-hmm. at this point and my family is miles and miles away. Mm-hmm. So at this point I don't they, they don't even know half the time who I'm dating. <laughs> it would really have to come down to like an engagement for them mm-hmm. to really find out. But I will say I've done a lot of growth over the last couple of years and especially over this last year because I did actually care about what people thought I cared because I've always had this like guy that I was with mm-hmm. that was a certain way like I had a quote-unquote type and they always are hella fine they're always very like they dress really nicely they have good jobs maybe some money they have something going for them and and they are someone who's presentable to the world so mm-hmm. someone that you can take someone they're like oh that's oh y'all are a good looking couple i call them good on paper yeah Re- their resume reads really well yeah mm-hmm. when that door closes and they don't got the job exactly then then you learn that that mm-hmm. resume was fabricated or um nothing none, none of it is real mm-hmm. and so i think over the last year i have finally gotten to a place where like that's why i was like looking i said that's really good when you said you don't abide by any of society standards when it comes to your relationship because that's really really big for me it took way too long for me to get to that point and I'm finally at that point I feel like my point is with what I was saying earlier is that it's easier for I'm not talking about you Chris because I know you I know but for, for, (laughs) for Renee it's easier for you to say oh I'm not going to follow the rules of society because what you what you enjoy and what you would like kind of some of those things, not all of them, but some of those things fall into things that people are accepting of. You get what I'm saying? I totally understand in this, uh, so help read me to the back part of the cover. I am a heterosexual woman. I do, even though I do have an androgyn- androgynous management style and communication style, I still enjoy letting a man be a man and, you know, me taking on those maternal, familial womanly roles quote unquote I am the type of feminist that believes that yes you can go out for that job and you can be VP and you also have the choice to be a stay at home mom and you also have the choice to take care of your husband and be that servant if you want to Mm -hmm. so I mean I am the typical 
I'm typical. Yeah. I'm I'm very basic. So, but I also am a boss bitch. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay? I, oh, I get if I put my mind to it, I do it. I get I'm what I want. And if I don't, I get what I want. Yeah. I mean, it's just yes. it's no in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So me speaking, how I'm speaking as a bisexual woman. I don't fall into those categories. I don't fall under those lines as far as what society sees as <laughs> what society sees as acceptable. <laughs> um, so my relationship is very, 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 very different. Um, even down to the conversations that I have to have within my relationship, they are very different. They require a lot of like sit down out of our quiet time. We gotta really we gotta really focus because what I'm about to say is not gonna come off very easily to you as a man. It's going to feel like I'm attacking your manhood. It's going to feel like I'm doing something so unorthodox that you don't even want to deal with it anymore. That's how far fetched my relationship is. Well, listening to what you just said, it does sound roundabout. So do you want to be more specific on one point? As far as my relationship? As far as the 25 seconds you took to go around a fucking bush. Do you want to explain to people what you're talking about? Okay, so I am bisexual. I believe in polyamorous relationships. I think that they are wonderful for someone like me that is bisexual. Um, so there was a time where I had to have a conversation in my relationship about becoming polyamorous and bringing in another woman into our relationship. And I do believe that you can love more than one person. I have a lot of very unorthodox beliefs about relationships that do not sit well with most of society. I have a couple of unorthodox beliefs. Okay. What are they? (laughs) Tell me. I do. I have a couple of unorthodox beliefs. I believe that a man doesn't have to be the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. I believe that Mm -hmm. a woman can be the breadwinner and a man can be a stay-at-home dad. Absolutely. I also do subscribe to the toxic masculinity. Like, I don't like too manly of a man. I don't like too manly of a man. (laughs) Because if you're too manly... Interesting. One, you're not taking care of yourself the way you're supposed to because you think everything's fucking gay. I cannot stand that. And you don't share your your emotions. And I'm a very I'm a communications major. Yeah, so I love to communicate. And Mm -hmm. if you're just saying like I it it irks my nerves. It irks my core. What are they saying again? What are they saying again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's I, very interesting. That That's grunt really stuff, good. it irks me to the core. I like a guy that can communicate, yeah. share his emotions, yeah. not on some crying a river or trying to kill himself. Bit, if cry I me a river, him. okay? <laughs> but if I say what's wrong, you don't say, man, don't worry about it. Like, no, tell me where I failed okay. as your as your girlfriend or your Wow. I actually have that manly man. And um, we were talking about resumes. I was delivered the accurate resume. I was delivered. (laughs) No, seriously. My mom always told me when someone tells you who you are, believe them. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. told exactly who my man was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I'm sure he can express something. No, he can't. He now held it up for three years. He don't express and then, don't you feel yourself it's pulling teeth? It's like yes. literally pulling teeth. Yeah. Like, what can I help you with? And yeah. me as a writer and a poet. What more do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> me as a writer and a poet, I'm very, I am very emotional. I am very expressive. I'm not the best communicator because of those emotions. But I, I try, mm-hmm. you know? And when I do try, it comes off like a lot. It comes off like a lot of expression. It's a lot. Studying communications doesn't make you a better communicator. It helps you read other people very well. Yeah. You understand the universal nonverbal cues. You yeah. understand what which com- makes you my you favorite know, what person content to talk to. and what I message. get it now. Like you understand how the other person communicates, but you never learn how to communicate yourself. So you kind of have to do this self-awareness versus what the other person is saying versus the relationship of the person. So does that make it harder for you to communicate? Does that make you feel like it's difficult to communicate to other people? 
it makes it harder to communicate to other people because I know when people are lying. Mm. Because your your nonverbals, what you learn in communication, your nonverbals are more important than what you say. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like one of the main tenets. Yeah. And that commun the, the content versus the message. Mm-hmm. So this is what you said, and I this is the relationship I. Siri, this is not about you, Siri. I this know. is not. We did not she ask you to communicate. We said communicate, but we ain't asked you to communicate, sis. Throw she wouldn't help me with no test. She wouldn't help me shooting in a gym. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I I get that. I, I understand that. I oh man, I almost wish I had that. So that's I know, amazing. I know when somebody. That's what it teaches. You know when somebody. You know the theory of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, this is what black people do. This is what you, you, cause you talk mm-hmm. about demographics and you talk about my favorite class, gender, gender and communication. And you learn that men typically give you eye contact when they like you mm-hmm. as opposed to women who give you eye contact just to be friendly and to be likable. So you learn things of the opposite sex and it, you pick it up really quick. It's funny that she even talked about eye contact because I never gave eye contact as a child. And then I met um, a specific leader in my church who taught that eye contact shows respect and so now when i respect you mm. i give you like the most unbreakable eye contact mm-hmm. when you're speaking because i respect what you're saying mm-hmm. and it shows to me it's me telling you that i am listening paying i attention. am paying attention mm-hmm. i'm hearing everything you're saying and so now i try to give eye contact i don't think i give myself that same respect though because when i'm speaking you look down. I always break eye contact. And that's because you don't respect what you say. I don't respect my own Start thoughts. Start respecting what you say. It's difficult. It's difficult. I I, I stand in my feelings. You can, but you don't think other people will I don't will think agree. other people will. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Even when I brought up the, the relationships and, and how they're different for me, mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to even speak on it because it's so frowned upon. You know? If mm-hmm. I said it to someone else that wasn't my group of friends or all of you, Lord... <laughs> but if I said it to someone else, it would immediately be attacked. It would immediately be attacked. Well, why would you want that? Why would you want someone else in your bed with your man? Why would you da 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 da? And it's just like that's what I want. Yeah, and it it is a hard concept to grasp, especially with, like you said, standards mm-hmm. and societal norms. And I get it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you think that it's kind of weird? Um. Not weird. That's not a good word for it. But like, I don't think it's unorthodox is out, my word. Out of the out of the box. Out of the box. It's most definitely. Like I think anyone would think it's definitely out of the box. Even if you're that's your lifestyle, you still understand that it's out of the box. But I um I don't fully understand because I'm such a selfish person with my partner, and I try to think about the fact like that. Nichols say she she thinks that she can love two people, and the only how that I can try because I try to relate to it in my head to make myself relate like and understand the only how i can think of that is loving my man and loving my son but it's still two different kinds of love it's, it's mm-hmm. so i guess i wonder understand like, that even in my situation it would be two different kind of loves okay it would not be the same kind of love um i think that even down to me liking the different sexes i like a man for a different reason than i like a woman okay and and with that being said a man could never make me like him the way I would like a woman. And a woman could never make me like her the way I would like a man. It's just different to me. And that's what makes me bisexual. That's what separates me from people that are pansexual and queer and all the other different umbrellas. You know, that's what makes me different. They are not the same to me. Right. They are, they are nothing alike. Now, do you need to have both at a concurrent time in order to be fulfilled and happy. Mm, and that's the question, part, that's a really good question, but that's the part that I still have not, girl, if you drink my, that's the part that I still have not found the answer to. Okay. I don't know. I would love to say that I could be happy with just one. I have an amazing man. I have an amazing, he's everything I've I ever. I mean, he all right for those that don't know him. He <laughs> all right, you know? <laughs> don't he hate on right. Bay, okay? He ain't all that. Don't hate he, on Bay. He walked too hard, okay? <laughs> he walked entirely too hard. <laughs> she it's really. Little, it's the little thing. She, it's the little thing. For the audience, she really has said that. I just want y'all to know that that's he came actually in come like out of I know your downstairs neighbors called and complained. No, they did not. Mad loud. <laughs> he had on Vans. Why are you walking so right. hard? It sounded like Tim's. <laughs> 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 hey, babe. 
ass out of here with that. Yo, okay, I'm done. Um, so he got on steel toe bands. Why y'all doing my man like this? Why y'all going so hard? Got my bands on. Why y'all going so hard? Why are y'all going so hard? I mean, he all right, but you's about to egg him. Because it's the gas. truth. Like, I'm gassing him up because it's the truth. I've never I've never had a relationship where I've loved this hard. And yeah. I, I literally think he's the most amazing person on the planet. But at the end of the day, there's a portion of me that I don't feel fulfilled with yet. And mm-hmm. he knows that. And it's it's really the hardest part of our relationship. Me being bisexual is the hardest part of our relationship. What makes it, it's tor- it torments me because I know that it's, me mm-hmm. had i been this heterosexual i don't want to say normal but it's the word that i can it's the only word i can think of if you guys can help me out then let me know but to, to not be that normal girl makes it harder normal girl and the truth about it is not only am i bisexual but I am not the norms bisexual, which is, I feel to be the popular bisexual, where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll mess with a girl if it's available to me. No, I'm definitely, I want a girl. That's what makes you different. That's what makes me different, and that's what makes it difficult. It's not a so trend So do you want to be right. in a relationship with a woman now that you have a man? Because I think that that's probably the most, after saying all that you've said, what is your take? Do you want to be in... And another question. If AJ wasn't okay with it, would you then want to break up with him? Mm. No. No. So you would sacrifice... Wow. And, and kind of suppress some urges of uh, flirting and um, talking and dating and kind of courting other women to make sure that he's okay. For the rest of your life? Yes. Forever. Yes. And it's sad. So you be a normal girl. Normal girl. <laughs> but you know, what's crazy <laughs> What's crazy is we've had that conversation because I've already said to him that I know when I've gotten exactly what I've asked for. Mm. I know when, when you pray for somebody mm-hmm. and you get that somebody, Ooh, girl. Mm. you can't. You just you just can't let it go so easily over someone that you haven't even met yet. I don't even know this this girl that I claim to want. But for real, I don't know this person that I claim to want so badly. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is what I've asked God for. What I've asked God for is right in front of my face every single day. You have I I have to. I have to appreciate what God's given me, and if that means that you know, my destiny is to only be with that one person, then that's that's fine. Okay. So then are you then not bisexual anymore? Are you then a normal no, heterosexual woman? No, you will always be bisexual because at the end of the day, if a fine if a fine female walks past me, I can't help but look. That's a heroin. Is life. that not heterosexual? Because maybe I'm bi too. No, you're not <laughs> bi because at the end of the day, Because if, you if can't... I see a very pretty girl, I'm like, she is God, but saying who made you? But saying who do you worship? This Let's is, talk about that because you are so beautiful. Yeah, and I told a girl said, before, who do you I'm like, worship? Wow, did God like, make that? God yeah. made that. You're sis. so, and I've done that. I'm like, yo, you're pretty as Women hell. Women are more stunning than men. Hold on, so I'll, yeah. I'll wait, 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 wait. Like, a, oh my god, let me let me answer my question. A man has never taken my breath the way a woman has. Like just putting herself. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Renee, who I could be? <laughs> Renee, I'm trying to answer your question. This is who I aspire to be. You are my WCW. <laughs> this is the answer to your question. Mm. I do feel like all women on the face of the earth have a by curiosity. Mm-hmm. As in, you look at another woman and you can say, "Oh my gosh, she's gorgeous." And you're going to every woman looks at a woman in a higher light than they will ever look at a man. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you are homophobic. The, sorry. I'm she breaking it to you. About it. You've thought about it. If you're homophobic, that's how I know you've thought about it. Because how could you have decided that you're homophobic Mm -hmm. if you haven't thought about it? If you are not homophobic, you've thought about it, you were comfortable with that thought, and you still didn't act. My answer to your question is, you know when you are gay, lesbian, or bisexual, when the moment comes that you have to be physical with that female, and you are comfortable doing it. Oh. Can I tell y'all my gay story? Please tell the gay story because oh, I, I like love gay the gay stories. story. Her gay story is so, amazing. My gay story, it's 
it's actually if you're my friend, you probably heard this story at least once because it is a moment that I will never forget. Just like any anything else that happens major in your life, you know where you are, you know what date, you know what it looked like outside, what you had on. So it's your nine eleven. This is my. This is your nine eleven. This is her nine eleven. I think we have a different one. This is your Valentine's Day. Okay, sure. I mean nine eleven. Everybody yeah. knows where they were, what time it was, and what was going on. I, I, I agree with you that we all have a curiosity. We all, we've all looked at a woman and been like, if I was a dude, I would smash. Mm-hmm. You would lying if you would, I mean, you might not. If you were a dude, you would smash. That's just, I don't know, maybe that's just something that no, I personally I feel No, I genuinely like, think all women have had that thought cross their mind to some extent. Renee now, Rose here, I've never thought about having sex with another And that's woman. how you know you're oh, okay. heterosexual. But you have looked at a woman and said, I've, Who made that? I've admired. Well, let me. Yes, like, well, but I've never been like. Up. I wish I could eat her ass. No, no, no. Yeah, no, like, she's not clear, saying yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually just using yeah. the the phrase as a like uh, that woman. Okay, okay. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Now, I'm here. I'm yeah, back. I'm definitely I'm back. not envisioning myself doing eating, eating an ass. ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Damn. clarify. Yeah, that, also, too. can we clarify as a bisexual woman? I don't look at women and think I'd love to eat that ass. Yeah. Can no, we no, just no. clarify? I mean, yeah, no. no, it wasn't like that. But not like, like that. But I'm saying, like, I feel, I've never yeah. been like, oh, God. we're just clarifying the ass eating portion of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a little ass eating. A little ass eating no, ain't hurt no, nobody. No, nope, it hurts me. <laughs> but, but no, no, no. But I met this stud who I wish I could say her name, but I'm just going to call her. Molly. Alex. Axel. Axel. Axel? Axel. Or let's call her Courtney because it could be a man and a woman name. (laughs) But we're going to call her Axel. Sure. Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. Um, We'll call her Courtney. (laughs) So I met met Courtney while I was working. Goddamn, I can't lose. (laughs) And, um... You met Courtney? Oh, yeah, sorry. So I met Courtney while I was working, and Courtney is fine. Courtney actually reminds me of a boy, though. Mm. So for me, this wasn't like this like bad feminine woman. It was like this gorgeous guy, but it was a girl. Like, he had that kind of like bow wow look, like from back in the day with like the braids, like really nice skin, dresses really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a little different for me, and... Every time Courtney got next to me, I felt like I was next to a boy. Anytime Courtney flirted with me, I felt like I was flirting with a boy. I genuinely could not separate Courtney from a boy. Mm. So Courtney started having a, this major crush on me, starts buying me expensive jewelry, buying me lunch, like taking me out. And before I knew it, I was faced with a decision in my mind of am I exploring my possible lesbian side? Is there a lesbian side? Have I been gay this whole time? I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe all these relationships didn't work out because I was gay. <laughs> all this stuff starts like floating around in my head. Oh my God, I'm probably gay because like I'm totally into this and maybe this is it. Like maybe this is it. And no one has gotten me the way that this Did you just break up me. with somebody? Yeah, but it had been two years. So it had been, it'd been a good amount so of no. time. Okay, so no. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you know it had been a good amount of time, but, but this Six person- Six month plus, it's not a- it's not, it's, a not a, it's not a new breakup. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was a, just an interesting time for me. And it wasn't a very long situation, maybe three months tops. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in the second month, it was like, well, why don't we start hanging out more? Like, maybe at your place. And it was like, mm, it, you know, well, maybe, maybe not. We'll see what happens. By the third month, we decided we we're going to have a movie night. So Courtney comes over. We're watching movies. And Courtney says, why are you sitting all the way at the end of the couch? Why don't you move over here and cuddle with me? We had not done, we had not kissed. We had not done like no, I this was literally part. this was literally like a friendship that I was enjoying. Someone who liked me, and understood like me, and kind of looked like a really fine guy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. th- and, and on her side, she was developing true feelings for me. Yeah, like, because at the end of the day, side. she's a girl, and you're a girl, right? And you're what she likes, right? But for me, it was just a different relationship, and it was very yeah. fulfilling. In the in the gay community, we call straight women the devil for that reason. Right. I completely <laughs> understand that now. I mm-hmm. understand why she says that now. But I was sitting on the opposite end of the couch. She calls me over. She's like, let's cuddle, let's cuddle. And I was completely comfortable with the whole cuddle. Then at some point, she says to me, you know, and says it in my ear, you know I could do anything to you that a man can do, probably even better. And I was like, Nah, like there's no way. There's no way that you can do what a man can do. There's just no way. That's not how it goes. And you would have to prove that to me for me to ever believe that. But I didn't literally mean prove it to me. And in her mind, she was like, I'm determined to prove it to you. So she like proceeds to like, and I don't want to like 
I don't want to make it too graphic, but like she's like kissing me and she's like, I'm telling you, like, I'm about to blow your mind. You're this is gonna be like nothing else. And it was like the skies parted, the sun shined down, and God himself and whatever herself and whatever, however I picture God was like, All right, that's enough. You know you ain't gay. <laughs> because in that moment, it was like confirmation and affirmation. Like it was like you are not gay. Like, you're not gay. This is never going to fulfill you in the way that you might have thought maybe even, like, a few weeks ago. Like, you're absolutely 100% not gay. And it was like, you know what? Instinct. I'm not even going to lie. Like, in this moment, I know that I'm not gay. It's I know the that I'm same not way that lesbian women find out that they are lesbian. Most of them have dated men. Most of them have tried to be with men. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, they, like... Mm, this ain't sitting right with yeah. me. And they're like automatically like, no, mm-hmm. can't do it. Walk away. Every lesbian woman I've ever met has tried to date a man to some extent. Some of them have even slept with men, but they've learned through those processes that it's like, I'm just not into this. There's nothing you what can you do want, to no. make me into this. Now, from my experience, I had a situation happen where I ended up flirting, being a little bit intimate, not full-blown but like just fondling with a woman and it immediately clicked to me that I was into it I was like I'm with all this shit so you was with the shits and now and then I and then I had turned um 16 and got with a man and was like I'm with all this shit and that was very confusing (laughs) Uh oh did it just stop on us it's okay it just keeps rolling so your question was so when you say, see, I've never had that experience. So there's a possibility in this world that I might be gay. I don't think so. Okay. If you know, you know, you know there's, <laughs> no, no. there's no, 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 no. If you know, you know. I know. But as someone that. I don't that... want to be 45 and be like, I've been gay. And then I've You're been not my gay. stud girlfriend. You're not around. gay. Okay, thank you. As someone that has known this woman next to me since, what, 12? Yeah, it's been a while. I know for absolute fact that she is not gay. gay. Why? Because I have been gay, bi, I don't want to say gay, but very gay for a bi person since I was about 11. So I've known her for the entire time, and I just know, I just know, I just know. The the radar is not going off. It's not going off at all. It's I know I'm have. not gay because I like penis and not just you can like penis dildo and... penis. No, I'm no. talking about I actual like, penis. I like the feeling, without getting too graphic, yes. as Chris would say, mm-hmm. of a good nut. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can get that without You can penis. get that. They have like things where you could fill it with water and it squirts at the perfect timing. No. Oh, no. I get it. No. <laughs> I like to see the face. I like to see the eyes of a man. <laughs> okay. All right, sis. All right. Ah, no, I'm not gay, but you're not. You're not gay for the simple fact that I know without having to put you in that position that you would not be willing to go there. Also, because I know that I've had a vast majority of friends that I've found attractive, and the ones that I've tried were the ones that would go there. Whoa. And the ones that I haven't tried are the ones that I know. And you know this. You know that me and me and. A past friend of mine. Mm, I almost heard the word. Yeah. Me and a past friend of mine um, expressed those feelings and attempted. And even me and her never actually went there. Whoa. Never actually went there because she is not gay. Mm-hmm. And as as someone that has had to experience that, not really coming out, but like the journey of, figuring it out realizing it yes i don't want to ever be that person to force someone past where they're willing to go Mm -hmm. right and so i you can see it you can feel it in someone's energy when they do not want to go there and i'm sure old girl with you chris knew like after a certain part of that that she probably could have been like i can stop because she really ain't in it she did she did she stopped and she stopped talking to me and she really she just wasn't really like you said now the straight girl is the devil thing um, and the reason that the, to a woman, mm-hmm. the reason so, that had to ask, <laughs> the reason that we call straight women the devil is not because they are intentionally the devil. It's just because as 
women that know for a fact what we want, when you put your, imagine if you put your time and energy into a man, right? Mm -hmm. And this happens in, in heterosexual relationships as well. You put your time and energy into a man, he comes and says to you off rip, like, I don't know how I feel about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. You put everything into it, though, because mm -hmm. the vibe feels like you should. Everything mm -hmm. feels like, you know, oh, we're doing great, we're doing good. And then, like, you get right there to that point where you're finally like, I really, really, really care about this person. And then they say to you, actually, I'm not feeling it. Sorry. Hey. I do that all the time to people. And that, as a person that knows for a fact what I want, and I find someone that I click with for whatever reason, and then for you to basically look at me and be like, actually, yeah. it's like, damn, bro, I for do that real? Too. I do that too. But it's only because, I. but I, I'm pretty quick to cut it off because I don't like my time wasted, mm -hmm. so I want to give you the respect to not waste your time as well. So, you know, after a couple of dates, I'll probably be like, you know what, you know, it was really cool, but I see some things that don't speak longevity. Mm. So I'm going to back Communications away. major, man. Change your life. Speak longevity. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I mean, longevity is that. important. Like, yes, but the way it's worded sounds so much better than I ain't fucking with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds so more yeah, eloquent. Is that the word I'm looking mm -hmm. for? Yes. So I think that was a really good topic to take over social circle. Oh, yeah. Um, any parting words? Y'all pray for me. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I just said something on this podcast that I have not said to a lot of people. So pray for me. Uh, I'll see you next, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after next. Okay. <laughs> for Sunday brunch and our social circle topic. Y'all, thank you for all the support thus far. It really means a lot. Um, thank you guys for coming and, for and being me. on the pod. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Anytime. You can follow me on Instagram at Julia underscore underscore Francis because bitches love underscores. <laughs> Julia Francis on Facebook and Julia Francis on Snapchat because I go by my real name. And for uh, anybody that wants to put in their stories about our um, Sunday brunch topic, or if you want to put in a story about our social circle, social circle topic, if you are like me, please come and comment under a post or send us a message at um, Bougie Black Girls Pod mm. on Instagram <laughs> and Bougie Black Girls on Facebook. And let us know what you guys want to talk about for the next uh, episode. I greatly appreciate that. Um, Y'all have been a joy. I'm enjoying this process. Seriously, this is great. So I guess I'll see you guys next time on the Bougie Black Girls.